Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 26th of April. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in markets and business and startups. And yeah, I think the focus today, Scuddy, is markets for sure. That was ugly. I'm blaming you. You've come back from a break <laughs> and uh, yeah, the market's tanked. Uh, it was a very ugly day, but uh, not surprising given the, uh, the what we witnessed in Asian markets and European markets yesterday. And uh, yeah, punishing declines in materials and energy in particular. Yeah, we had a chat with Alex Pakoulis earlier today. He thinks this might be a tipping point. Look, Martin Crabb says, probably not because while he sees this weakness, and I just finished that conversation with Martin Crabb, it'll be up online shortly, but he says that um, you're kidding yourself if you don't think that China will look to stimulate big time once they get through this whole health uh, lockdown, you know, trying to control the outbreak of COVID, that it will be forced to pick itself up off the floor. Yeah, internationally, it's not, not holding itself in too good uh, fashion at the moment, you've got to say. Old China, um, a lot of question marks and foreign investors understand will be questioning uh, some of the uh, decision-making process. Uh, I think it's all about show and uh, China's uh, no, Communist Party Congress will be held in October. And I reckon that's going to be full of pomp and ceremony. And then after that's done and done, and uh, we know that President Xi is, uh, is president for life, Per se, we might see a change attack, but until then, that's still six months that's away. A, I was just going to say that's a long time it for those is. ships to be sitting off the coast of Shanghai. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's a remarkable uh, scenario at the moment. But uh, certainly, if it's uh, allowed to persist for a long period of time, you can throw lots of money at the Chinese economy. But uh, yeah, near term, there's going to be some pretty acute weakness, you'd imagine. Yeah, so we saw, um, you know... Boy, a lot of those resource stocks getting just hammered to your point. BHP down by 5.5%, Rio 4%, Mineral Resources. I always have to look closer, but yep, that's 9.5%. Fortescue 7%, too early to buy in the view of Martin Crabb, but he says that there will be some bargains coming through. That's the material space. Look, the banks tried to improve, and in fact, they outperformed the broader market. Um, but look, there really wasn't a sector to hide in today, and certainly not Certainly not in the tech space, even in light of Elon Musk's bid for Twitter. I don't think we need to talk about that anymore, do we? No, I'm looking forward to uh, what Elon has to go and offer and uh, point a differential when it comes to that platform. It's um, it's lost its way a little bit, but uh, hopefully he goes and uh, makes some improvements. Hey, I like your optimism. Yep, some improvements, but what we're talking about are incremental improvements. It's really, somebody brought up the point earlier today, you know, this is a tech company that has the conversations of like literally billions of conversations in its ecosystem, uh, you know, where's the oversight? Should there be more oversight? Um, well, it belongs to 
to Elon, I guess, now. Yeah. I think everyone's got to go with their eyes wide open. But uh, one thing that strikes me is that all the conversations back and forth, and it's clear from what I go and put out there, either they, they know that I travel a lot and they should know that I go and talk about markets a lot. And uh, the ads that come through to me are rubbish. Yeah. I, I will categorically say that uh, for one thing, they can go and improve on. If they want to go and improve their revenue model, well, better targeted ads because they are atrocious. That's exactly the conversation I had with Steve Johnson today. He is from... A forger funds management, as you well know, we had a good conversation about Twitter. They actually are big holders of. I mean, it factors big in their international share portfolio. He said, "Look, I guess in a way they feel like they've dodged a bullet uh, because of what's happening with tech stocks. Some are down by you know more than forty percent in the U.S. But but they're also saying it was just such a wasted opportunity. We had big criticisms of the board and the way that they monetized Twitter over the years. Not a lot of faith in the board. So, again, maybe they dodged a bullet in that way. But he's saying it's such a shame because it had the biggest potential out of, you know, the tech investments that they have in that international shares fund. I wonder where he's going to go and recycle that money into. Maybe a, well, bit, of, a bit of snap shares. Maybe. You will have to. Not Meta. No, uh, no. There's, uh, you'll there's have to listen to better. that interview. And look, I got to tell you, he didn't give all the names away um, because they're still doing their work. But he's saying that there are some oh, bargains, you know, really good companies out there for cheap. So anyways, listen to that. It's up online, ausbiz.com.au. If you're not a subscriber, <laughs> what's wrong with you? You should be. Um, or you can watch it on the app if you're already a subscriber. Uh, speaking of tech, email payments down 38%. Talking about a challenging environment going forward. Absolutely punished. On the flip side, though, push pay was up by 24% to end the day. And that's after it confirmed that it had received a number of takeover offers. So yeah, still some individual company stories really dictating things as well. Yeah, that email payment. So I dare say that we'll uh, hear more from that space. I'm surprised there wasn't any more clarification about the challenges that were going on up until this point because the share price reaction suggests that, uh, yeah, it uh, was a big surprise. Yeah, well, we'll be speaking with the email payment CEO, Tom Cregan, uh, at our ASX um, partnered event that happens on Thursday morning. Yeah, no kidding, Scotty. You can't see what he's doing, but he's got his fingers crossed. Me too. <laughs> Anyways, that goes love you, live Tom. at nine o'clock. It runs through to noon. We've got a number of really great tech companies there. It's not too late to register. You do have to register. When you register, you don't have to necessarily watch live, but we will send you that event as catch up. We won't put it up on catch-up unless you register for the event. You can do so via the website or the app or in the COB newsletter today. Um, speaking of, what were you on about in the COB newsletter, Scotty? I was on about uh, yeah earnings, asymmetric risks when it comes to earnings this, uh, this, this reporting season in the States. Very clear early days, uh, no, only no, no, less than a quarter of the way in, but uh, we have seen that when you miss, the share price reaction is savage. And even if you beat across the board, as we saw with Tesla, uh, it's kind of just like shrugging the shoulders. So it just shows you that uh, no, some massive, massive companies coming up over the next uh, next few days. We've got uh, Alphabet, Microsoft, uh, Apple and Amazon all over the next uh, next three days. And I dare say that uh, if we get a couple of pranks in those names, the, uh, the outlook for the broader market is going to be south and and, uh, well south of that. Yeah, well, I spoke with Chris Weston from Pepperstone this morning, and he said that there is a risk that these companies, Alphabet Tonight, for example, meet expectations, meets or beats expectations, but still sees its share price fall. And he said that would be a ding, 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 ding. You know, yeah, that would be we, bad. We know that the analyst expectations are so low ball anyway. They're, they're, they're designed to try and make things look impressive and dress results up, which means that, I don't know, Chris is probably right. You know, if it beats the street estimates, 
Uh, it has to be the magnitude. And then when it comes to guidance, of course, uh, there's lots of question marks about the strength of the US consumer, how the, uh, the economy is going to cope when the Fed, if it follows through on uh, its rhetoric and, uh, and it starts hiking 50, 50, 50, maybe even 75 basis points at a time. Uh, yeah, lots of question marks there as well. Okay, well, tonight we do get a read on consumer confidence. We also get surveys from the Richmond and Dallas Federal Reserve Banks. Durable goods as well, data on new home prices, new home sales. So a bit to read in on the economy there, but we're hanging out for GDP, which comes through later in the week, Thursday. I do believe it is. Um, look, I'm sure there's Fed speakers. Oh, no, they'll be in a blackout. No, they're in a blackout. Yeah, of course. Thank goodness, I love the blackout periods. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you would. Um Look, uh, yeah, I feel like I've lost two weeks of my life not being here. Um, it's very confusing for me it being a Tuesday. But uh, look, I think we've covered most of the major stuff. Yeah. Um, we've got the inflation report out here tomorrow. That's going to yeah. be a very, very key focal point that we are narrowing in on. Uh, yeah, uh, talking to Justin Tyler from Daintree Capital on the program uh, this afternoon, and he reckons it's going to be a sticker shock shock uh, tomorrow when it comes to that report. He's uh, looking for a big upside, and I uh, know the pressure's going to come back on the RBA to go and justify why it's keeping uh, the cash rate at 10 basis points. It certainly doesn't seem like it's a scenario that should be uh, maintained for any time that has to be. No, any longer than it needs to be. Yeah, right. Well, you can access that interview with Justin Tyler via the show notes as well. He's always good value. I really appreciate his um, his analysis of the situation and the lay of the land as he sees it. Um, look, uh, you can catch up with a number of different interviews, not just via the show notes, but if you go to the website or the app. Um, look, tomorrow we've got a whole raft of really great guests coming up. Um, we will kick it off in the morning by getting some analysis on U.S. earnings season in our quarter report. We'll be speaking with Garrett Nelson from CFRA. Also, Daniel Ives from Wedbush will join us in the morning. Um, sorry, that was this morning. Excuse me. Kenny Polcari from Slatestone will be joining us. Oh, excitement. Yeah, yeah it's, all, it's all great. I mean, who am I? I'm, I'm splitting hairs here. And we'll be speaking with um, James Garish from Sean Partner to get us through the company stories to start the session. Look, I'm not going to go through the whole guest list tomorrow set myself up to fail. Um, but no doubt it will be another great day. And um, look, what do you say, Scotty? Going to call it. We'll uh, see you tomorrow, 8.30 on air. See ya.